What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Wednesday, June 16th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, the podcast that is funded by Money Vapors, coming off donations from Mackenzie Scott. Yeah, it's not the donations themselves. It's just the vapors that are enough to sustain us. <laughs> to be clear, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife gave us nothing, and she never will. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many letters I write. <laughs> She's not going to pay these student loans, I guess. On today's show, we look at two major reopenings as the country hits a grim COVID milestone. Plus, we'll have headlines. But first, the latest. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic. All right. Without the video, it's hard to know. But that was Texas Senator Ted Cruz uh, in a video that he tweeted of himself on Monday reciting the Pledge of Allegiance to no one, typical normal guy behavior, (laughs) instead of showing uh, any allegiance to the people of Texas who are once again the victims of bad weather and worse utilities. So what is the latest down there, Akilah? All right. So we spoke last week about the heat wave that's coming in hot across the West and Southwest. And of course, Texas is also feeling the heat. And Texas's main grid operator, ERCOT, not to be confused with the more fun EPCOT, has dropped the ball, (laughs) pun intentional, on providing Mm. services again. (laughs) Approximately 12,000 megawatts of generation were offline Monday or enough to power 2.4 million homes on hot summer days like the ones we're experiencing this week. ERCOT, a.k.a. the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, hasn't been reliable and is is asking residents to conserve electricity until Friday to keep up with the demand from the hot temperatures. And you'd think it would have gotten its act together after the fiasco in the winter, where extreme cold led to blackouts around the state and the deaths of about 700 Texans and Senator Cruz fleeing to Cancun. But a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, ERCOT completed 20 visits to plants across the state to ensure that they would be reliable for this summer. Four of those 20 plants are currently experiencing outages. Yeah, that is not an insignificant number there. And do they know why there are so many outages? It seems like the sooner they figure out the problem, the sooner they could solve it. Kind of, but, you know, not really. So 80% Mm. of the outages are coming from plants that are largely natural gas-fired. But beyond that coincidence, ERCOT hasn't been able to explain what's going on. Governor Abbott, who's shown more interest in spreading COVID and mass shootings, signed a bill last week that was written in response to the winter outages. The law was meant to improve the grid for extreme weather. But the law doesn't even require that companies weatherize until 2022 at the earliest. So with any luck, there won't be any more extreme weather in Texas, a state that has been ravaged by hurricanes, floods, inclement cold and unsustainable heat for the next six months, hopefully. And to be clear, the legislation is really just a half step. A report from six former state and U.S. regulators, including five former Texas public utility commissioners, called for much stronger legislation that provides direct aid to consumers without power, requires plants to have backup power. It stops companies from price gouging during these outages and so much more. But in any case, we can expect to hear from angry Texans on Twitter about it because their politicians really don't seem to care. Turning now to the pandemic, yesterday brought some pretty big indicators of where the country is going and also a horrible reminder of where we've been. 
Yeah, that's right. So the U.S. death toll from COVID-19 climbed over 600,000 yesterday, according Mm. to the tracker from Johns Hopkins University. Just really unfathomable. Uh, It's larger than the populations of places like Milwaukee or Baltimore, to put it in some perspective. And worldwide, almost 4 million people have died, which is thought to be an undercount. And the U.S. has the highest death toll out of any country. But the rate of this unbelievable toll has slowed down a lot since the vaccination campaign began in the U.S., For example, it was the beginning of 2021 on this show that we talked about total deaths surging from 400,000 to 500,000 in just one month. Mm -hmm. But as of now, deaths have been averaging around 340 a day. Terrible still, but it's a massive, massive decline from around mid-January when that number was peaking at 3,400 or more. So overall, things are massively, massively better. But as one epidemiologist put it to the Wall Street Journal, this milestone is a reminder that still too many people are unvaccinated at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm preaching to the choir, but if you can get vaccinated, do yes. it. Just do it. It uh, You might be saving your life and other people's. But, you know, because of this progress, we saw two states that bore the brunt of the pandemic at various stages fully reopen yesterday. And now, please welcome to the stage, California Governor Gavin Newsom. Well, good morning, good morning Governor. Is that Optimus Prime? It is a privilege to stand by your side. (laughs) It is good to have you standing by my side. Oh, my God. What a fiasco. Just an absolute catastrophe (laughs) of planning. So uh, that was Governor Newsom while at Universal Studios Hollywood (laughs) with literally the minions, Optimus Prime and a troll, just in case your brain hasn't fully broken at this point. He was talking about the state reopening after going into lockdown in March 2020. So what did reopening look like? Well, for one thing, he announced the vaccine lottery winners and no one at Wad heard their names. So there must be a problem. Yeah, I need a recount. Obviously, they stopped counting the ballots too soon. And I just think, you know, the mail voting on <laughs> this lottery was outrageous. Yeah, there will be audits. Uh, broadly, though, it is a big <laughs> step for the first state in the country that had any form of COVID lockdowns to get rid of most of their restrictions yesterday. There are no more state-mandated rules on social distancing or capacity, for example. Vaccinated individuals are not required to wear masks outside of healthcare and public transit settings, though, of course, private businesses can make their own rules about them. This is all happening because California is among a group of states where over 70% of all adults have gotten at least one vaccine dose. So it's pretty wild to think about since in March of last year, we were all watching the Grand Princess cruise ship dock and things quickly spiraled from there. Yeah, got to say, it has been quite the traumatic year. Uh, Then New York State followed a similar path yesterday. Congratulations to New Yorkers because they are the ones who did it. We're no longer just surviving. We're not in our homes afraid to go out. We're not in our homes disinfecting everything that we can see. Life is not about survival. Life is about thriving. Okay, so uh, (laughs) Cuomo and I clearly follow the same motivational hustle culture Instagram accounts. (laughs) Really need to fix that. Going to do that after the show. But Gideon, what does reopening look like for New York? Yeah, those accounts are clearly uh, not good for everybody. So um, much of the same as California, New York also hit 70% of adults with at least one shot. Because of that, some things that can change here. Restaurants won't need to space tables six feet apart. There won't be required space between seats at places like movie theaters and no more temperature checks required to enter buildings, etc. 
there was also a set of fireworks displays last night across the whole state, perhaps to celebrate or perhaps to drown out the multiple crises enveloping Cuomo, including <laughs> a possible impeachment proceeding. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, it is really symbolic that two of the states most impacted by COVID and with some of the strongest rules have fully reopened. That leaves just four more states to relax their own rules across the country, Washington, Oregon, Michigan and New Mexico. Yeah. And to that point, how is the national picture looking overall? It is looking very solid, uh, but there are still concerns about that Delta variant that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. It's believed to be the most contagious strain so far, and the CDC classified it as a, quote, variant of concern. It's now making up almost 10% of COVID cases in the U.S., and epidemiologists think it's going to become the dominant one later in the summer. So that's a big concern for the states where vaccination numbers are significantly lower than the rest of the country, lower than the New York's and California's of the world. Mm -hmm. But overall, we're up to about 65% of adults in the country with at least one dose. So getting closer to that White House goal of having at least 70% with one dose by July 4th and our goal of getting to 69%. More on all this soon, but that's the latest for now. It's Wednesday Wad Squad, and today we're doing a segment called Wad Recommends, where we share something we've recently bookmarked using the internet browser called Life. So Gideon, (laughs) you had something you read and you wanted to tell people about it. Yeah, this was definitely going around, but it's this pretty lengthy report on basically the working conditions at Amazon, specifically this place called JFK 8, the site on Staten Island, where some people might know Christian Smalls, who was on our show at one point trying to organize, uh, published yesterday in the New York Times. Basically, the gist of it is, one, the working conditions are insane. Um, it's a lot of the stuff that's like motivating, you know, the unionization efforts in right. Alabama. There's this thing called time off task, which is literally measuring your minutes of not shipping uh. and lifting and packing. And yeah. Um, and the overall thing that I came away with was, they are just pretty explicit about the turnover rate and the inability for people to like move up in the company. Yeah. So the way they approach everything is like, oh, these people are functionally expendable because they will be anyway, because we're just going to churn wow. through them, you know, over and over. Ugh. Really, really gross company culture, <laughs> gotta say. <laughs> it's probably like one of the few things that's put together a lot of like the animating themes about Amazon recently, like all in one place. It is lengthy. It's like intense in certain parts with, Mm -hmm. you know, other things we didn't even talk about, like people discussing racial inequality within the plant, talking about um, not getting disability when they were out for COVID, all these other things. But um, just a really good thing that I think sort of helps crystallize uh, why sometimes we are frustrated about how things are going there. Yeah, for sure. Jeffrey Bezos, you've been put on notice by the Times. Well, thank you so much for considering Gideon's recommendation. We're going to link that story in our show notes, and we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who 
deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Israel's military launched airstrikes on the Gaza Strip yesterday, making it the first major attack since a ceasefire was declared in May. The ceasefire was meant to put an end to an 11-day assault that killed over 250 Palestinians. Hamas rockets and civil unrest killed 13 people in Israel during the same period. Israel's military claims the latest attacks are a response to Palestinians sending balloons with flammable materials into southern Israel. And this all follows a far-right Israeli nationalist march through East Jerusalem earlier in the day. The marchers at times shouted anti-Arab chants while commemorating the controversial March of the Flags, which celebrates the anniversary of Israel's occupation of East Jerusalem. The march was postponed from May 10th when tensions were rising over Israel's planned forced displacement of Palestinian families from the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood. During the event, over 30 Palestinian counter-protesters were injured by Israeli police using rubber bullets and stun guns. At least 17 Palestinians were arrested. Yesterday, the Biden administration announced a cross-agency strategy to combat domestic terrorism. An effort led by the National Security Council came to the shockingly unshocking conclusion <laughs> that white supremacists and militia groups are the most lethal and persistent terrorism threat facing the U.S. A 32-page plan titled National Strategy for Countering Domestic Terrorism highlights a shift in the government's approach to counterterrorism, which for decades prioritized fighting foreign terrorists. Biden's plan calls for an expansion of staff at the Justice Department and FBI. Greater information sharing between relevant parties and government and more. 
In a memo accompanying the strategy document, Biden wrote, quote, preventing domestic terrorism and reducing the factors that fuel it demand a multifaceted response across the federal government and beyond. Cosign. Yeah. The future is uncertain for what's considered to be the world's holiest white chip. Communion wafers and the rituals that go along with them may be withheld from politicians who support reproductive choice, depending on what bishops of the U.S. Catholic Church decide this week. The question will be voted on at the annual spring meeting of American bishops. Be there or be square (laughs) losers. It's especially relevant since President Biden is a devout Catholic and has previously been denied communion by one South Carolina priest due to his support for abortion access. Many Catholic bishops think that communion shouldn't be politicized and see the effort as a move by Trump-aligned bishops to damage Biden's public profile. It's notable that Biden is only the second Catholic president. Going to war with him seems misguided in the same way that it would be bad for all of New Zealand to come out and say they hate Lord. For what it's worth, the conservative bishops are unlikely to succeed. They would need unanimous support from all U.S. bishops or two-thirds support plus approval from the Vatican, which has already said it opposes this effort to gatekeep eating God. That's right. Let people eat God if they want to on Sundays. Come on. They have to do all that other Catholic stuff to get that that right. (laughs) Let them eat God. All right. Well, here's a follow on a story from last summer about a sweet dairy drink conspiracy. A former manager of a Manhattan Shake Shack has sued members of the NYPD, the city of New York, and two police unions after cops falsely alleged he had poisoned their milkshakes. This all happened in June 2020 when protests for racial justice were widespread and officers were channeling their anxiety about being part of a racist system into seeing every food as a potential biological weapon. <laughs> Three officers described in the lawsuit as officers vanilla shake, cherry shake, and strawberry shake, and that is real, uh, allegedly noticed a strange taste in their desserts, then did what's known as hurt tummy detective work and concluded <laughs> that they were poisoned. Two police unions quickly amplified these claims online with no evidence, and NYPD investigation eventually exonerated the employees, but that wasn't until after the Shake Shack manager behind the suit was arrested and interrogated until 1.30 in the morning. The manager is seeking monetary damages and legal fees. Listen, hurt tummy detective work is something that is for me after I eat something mm-hmm. like Shake Shack on my own. It's not for police. That's all yeah, I'm saying. You're right. Also, like, what an expensive way to find out you're lactose intolerant. And those are the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> that is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, get a whiff of these money vapors, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the adventures of officers, vanilla shake, cherry shake, and strawberry <laughs> shake like me, what a day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out. Subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and get, get the, the vaccine, vaccine, Optimus Prime. Prime. Do it. Set a good example. Transform and roll out to the nearest vaccine place. Yeah. Roll out on that J&J, on that Moderna, <laughs> on that Pfizer, whatever you got to roll out yeah, on. Whatever you got to do. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Hey there, Brenda. It's Carol. Exactly. So which leg are we operating on? You mean arm. It's all connected. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future. Are you sure you're an orthopedist? Actually, I'm a Sagittarius. Especially when it comes to your finances. Do you have a question? Are you a certified financial planner? 
Yes, I'm a CFP professional. CFP professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.